once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane, and welcome to two friends checking in on each other's mental health after massive mental breakdowns. Massive. Uh, using movies as a pretext to, uh, you know, give them something to talk about that's not just sadness and pain. Excuses. <laughs> Excuses are what we traffic in. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So before I get to what we're doing, I feel it's important to ask, how are you doing, Ben? How are you doing? Well, I had answers for this, Rob. And then today my <laughs> PC died. Yeah. Two hours before recording. So I've had to run around. Totally, totally unexpectedly as well. It's not like we've ever had a conversation about it. All right, it, it was on its arse, but, but it was it was surviving. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I've been running around stressed out my fucking tree trying to figure this out. And I'm talking to you on a new laptop. You are. Which is strange for me because I only have one screen and it's tiny mm-hmm. and everything is fucking stock exchange screen on my on, like in front of my face right now. Thanks to the new angle, I've got a, a lovely view of your upper sinus and chin. Mm. Which one? It's just firing <laughs> straight up there, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, I saw Talk To Me at a pre-screening recently. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is in Dead by Daylight, my favourite video game. Have you had a chance to play him yet? Once. Once. Ooh, nice. He's fantastic. But do you want to know what gets me really fucking excited about this, Rob? They're making a Dead by Daylight film. Uh... And Nicolas Cage is canon in the DVD universe as Nicolas Cage. So he has to be in it in some way. I fucking will literally burn the cinema down if Nicolas Cage isn't in the Dead by Daylight movie. I'm going to be fuming. I imagine the contracts were all done at the same time, to be honest. I imagine that's exactly why he's in it. Right? This is why I'm so excited about it, man. I'm just buzzing my tits off. How are you? Uh, good. I had my very f- well mixed. Mixed. The um, okay. The tax man decided to take near half my paycheck this month. Uh, the tax man. Due to some arrears, <laughs> which I, you know, fair enough. I owe them. So, yep, it will get paid. You expect this amount. You know, you expect a certain amount of money, and then it doesn't come, and then you realise it's your own fault. So yeah. that was bad. But then I had my first driving yeah. lesson today. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, how yeah. was that? That was good. I think I gave him the slight wrong impression when he asked if I'd had lessons before. And I said, yeah, two or three, right. two or three little while ago. And I think he thought that that meant like three or four a couple of weeks ago rather than two about <laughs> five years ago. So we got in the car and he's like, right, yeah, just take it here, take it here, take it here. And then I ended up on a dual carriageway in fifth gear doing 65 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is a strong first lesson. Which one's the clutch yeah. again? <laughs> Amazing. So amazing. yeah, it was good. It was good. I was really sort of... Um, I'm terrified for people that live near you, but oh, that's yeah. amazing for you. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of terrifying, what are we doing today, Ben? Today, buddy, we are in my weird little trigger trilogy of <laughs> alien sci-fi movies. <laughs> ben Grove's Trigger Trilogy. 
<laughs> right? Nice. Essentially, I've picked three films that have fucked me up in various moments of my life. Mm-hmm. We did McPherson Tape that we got did. me when I was a, a young whippersnapper stoner. Who, and that scared the shit out of me for all sorts of reasons. Yep. Go listen to that episode. It's great. And today, we're going to be diving into Fire in the Sky. A little bit of a different direction. Fire in the sky again. Stop it. What, man? I, I worked, I worked for Chasing Status for a while. You thought it wasn't going to come up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, this film got me in a whole fucking different way, man. Um, I'll go into why and mm-hmm. how it got me and how it still gets me because obviously rewatching it now, yeah, still get goosebumps, still kind of freaks me out. And oh. I'm still at the end of it. I'm still left like, ah. Oh. Once a film imprints on you, the amount that it changes, very little. You know, if you watch a thing at the right age and you feel a certain way about it, yeah, that's kind of how it stays, and it it can travel a little way from where it starts, but you'll always have that like soul bond with it yeah i'll agree with you but i have there's one exception to that rule right and it's m night Shyamalan. the first time you watch it you're like oh my god that was incredible and the second time you watch it you're like oh he's the ghost yeah so i and then you watch it you're like i would argue that the m night Shyamalan makes cinema films in that they are single use you know you go see at the cinema you have a wonderful time and then you just you don't need to buy it on home video it's not going to be the same you need to see it again yeah yeah exactly I tried watching Signs recently, and I was... Mm. Would have fit well into this little alien reduction trio, but... Um, yeah, it would have. Especially the fucking footage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they've got... He's got the tinfoil hat on, Joaquin Phoenix, the tinfoil hat. Yep. And the little alien at the fucking backyard in... Was it Brazil? I think it yep. is. But Because the... we had the thing in, in Nevada recently. We did. Where and they that's... said there was just a fucking alien trotting around a back garden. That's another part of the crucial context for this. So part of the mm. reason we're covering alien movies that triggered Ben is because mm-hmm. since we released the episode on the McPherson tapes, the congressional hearing starring the three whistleblowers and half of the US Congress has occurred. And I, wa- I watched it live and there were some bits that really quite strongly got to me when they were talking mm. about the fact that uh, what was interesting is the guy was he was denying lots of stuff. They were like, "Did you ever see this?" He's like, "Nah." And then they would ask like a really violently interesting question, like, "Have you ever seen an alien corpse?" And he wouldn't go, "Nah." He'd go, "I can't answer that here," which is basically mm. yes. So there were a whole load of yeah terrifying revelations that that mean that aliens are real. Uh, Congress has already passed laws based on that hearing. We'll get into it later. Do you know what's upsetting about this story, Rob? What's that? I've told you tons of stuff about aliens in the past, and you're like, yeah, but you, got, you haven't got any proof, though, bud. But then this man in a suit on the YouTube is all of a sudden, uh, have you seen an alien? I can't tell you. Mm. Must be real. I... Must be real. Whereas I get ridiculed. Yeah, because you're not, you're, not, <laughs> you're not telling me your stories in the US Congress. If US Congress had vetted you and gone, well, this is interesting enough to listen to, I'd go, oh, okay, maybe it is. But mm. otherwise, nah. And mm. watching that hearing a couple of days before I watched this film really, yeah. really changed it. This was made in 1993 for $15 million. It was. And it made $19 million domestically in the US total. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a huge hit, you know. It's understandable, though. It's effective as a movie when, you, when you're a newfound 100%. believer. You know, I'm a freshly yeah. minted, factory fresh, still got my cellophane on UFO nut now. And then I watched this and I was like, oh. 
I'm so happy that you're here finally. Like I've been talking to you about this shit for years and you've just mm-hmm. been like, yes, Ben, fine. You show me proof. Uh-huh. You're good. I think next time that we talk about it, I'm just going to wear a suit. Yeah. That's all totally. going to that's the only difference. And you're going to sit there and go, I've seen a man in the suit say this before mm-hmm. and I believed him. Therefore, it's I've always believed aliens are out there, but it's the mm-hmm. watching somebody speak as convincingly as they did. And the dude being mm. like, look, I've been in the Navy for 20 years. I've got a master's degree. I took this video. We can't explain how this object moves. The video is available. And there are six other guys who've been in the Navy just as long as me, as me who also saw it. It's crazy, isn't it? It did, it did make this a violently, right. violently scary film for me. Shall we, shall we let the dear listeners who haven't seen this film... Yeah. Into a little bit of what we're going to be talking about by breaking the film down, going through the plot. Okay. Again, heavy spoiler warning. Go and watch it. It's 1993, man. If you haven't seen it by now, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. You deserve it to be spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After seeing their friend and co-worker, Travis, get abducted by a flying saucer in the mountains after a long day lumberjacking, Mike and his crew speed down the mountain to alert authorities of the event, only to find... No one believes in alien abductions or their story. And instead, they end up being investigated on suspicion of murdering their friend. Yeah, and that's fair because they they tell the story in a super dodgy way. Uh, Oh, we just went out to the woods. There's a bloke here who clearly fucking hates him. He's got cuts all over his hands, but it was aliens. Yeah. So the sheriff's department and townspeople search for Travis for five total days, utilizing volunteers, sniffer dogs. All of it turns up nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, five days after his disappearance, the town are looking at Mike and his crew like a criminal unit who just successfully murdered Travis and have done an incredible job hiding it. <laughs> and suddenly Travis reappears with an abduction story so wild, it makes the entire world pay attention. Oh, 100%. Mate, with this little fucking found in a phone booth naked and quivering. <laughs> scares the shit out of me still, man. But what follows that? is a traumatizing examination of how people can be broken by trauma, violently disturbing body horror, and the sheer inability of those around him to truly understand how he feels, leading to the collapse of Travis and Mike's friendship for years. The film ends with a reconciliation scene like no other, as Travis's humor shows signs of having returned, pleading with Mike to come back with him to the world. Yeah, it's it's a good ending, man. It's a good ending. And there's it's great. A, there's a lot of quite surprisingly vulnerable and uh, emotional sort of undercurrents in this that I wouldn't expect to see in a yeah. film about lumberjacks made in 1993. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, it's got like a real fucking heart to it. It like really a real does. real heart and soul. And so uh, it's quite a broad-ranging film with terms of themes. I think there was one thing that really stuck with me and I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Is this the wettest alien film? <laughs> I just I was watching it and I was just struck with What do you mean? <laughs> I mean I mean uh, in both senses of the word there there's a lot of emotions and feelings and Travis is quite okay. emotional dark 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> and but also it's quite goopy and I don't mean that it would be sold by Gwyneth Paltrow movie. on a website where you can also buy psychic vampire repellent I mean there's a lot and of vagina like, candles. Vagina candles. It's not goopy in that sense. It's goopy in the it's not sort goopy of goopy like vagina candles. No, it's like goopy, right? Ah, vagina yeah. wax melts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's 
it's it's wetter than the Alien franchise. Let's put it that way. I think so. Um, Predator Two. There's a lot of blood and skinned people. That's quite that a wet. Goopy. Yeah, yeah, that could be goopy. Cocoon set in a swimming pool. Pretty goopy. It's just wet. I guess in the Alien franchise, you've got the wet eggs that are in like the layer. I mean, of Alien. Wet mist. I would. I'd argue Alien Three is the wettest Alien film. Oh no, Alien also Covenant. The softest. They, it, Oh, Alien 3 is the best. I'm, I'm not going to do that hot take yet. We'll wait till we cover the Alien franchise. I, but Alien 3 I is my favourite. Never finish that sentence that was about to come out of <laughs> your mouth. We will fist fight. Yeah, we we will. will fist fight. <laughs> but it's, okay. it's a relatively wet film, both emotionally and, and physically. It's fucking lovely, though. Like the, the gore and the effects and how fucking mapley syrupy everything is. There's a lot of maple syrup in this. It's just disgusting, man. Like, I've got two things in horrors that I really struggle with, right? Right. I struggle with anything to do with teeth yep. and food. Teeth and food. Okay. Food. There was a TV show in the UK called Psychoville, and there was one yeah. scene where yeah. someone cuts up a sausage, mm-hmm. chews it, spits it onto a fork, and then feeds it to another actor. And I have, I was physically <laughs> sick. Like, no exaggeration. Yep. The, the guttural... Fucking just nausea that hit me mm. immediately was way too much, and I've never gone back to finish that show. How'd you get on with uh, Denethor in Lord of the Rings eating his cherry tomatoes? Absolutely not. <laughs> in just get in the fucking sea. I stuff like that, I just can't do. I can't right, do okay. it. Food and teeth, undoable. So if I got Dale Winton eating tomatoes like like a gremlin... I'd set you on fire. Whilst, with an owl on each shoulder... <laughs> You oh, just... sorry, I didn't hear about the owls. I would set me on fire. Okay. Because yeah, I would yeah, rather that short <laughs> lifespan than to live out whatever the, whatever memories that would trigger. Yeah. <laughs> the core of this film, besides the wetness, is the friendship between uh, Travis, who gets abducted, and Mike, who witnesses, along with the rest of the Lumberjack and crew, the abduction take place, right? You've got Travis, who is pound shot Paul Rudd, <laughs> or if, if Paul Rudd and TJ Don't Miller me. had a baby... Did you have to wait until I was taking a sip of something fizzy? I just really waterboarded myself because I literally have in my notes. I didn't. I didn't catch the name of the actor. Yeah. Uh, while I was making notes because I was just watching it blind, so I just used Paul yeah. Rudd every time. I, I'm going to struggle <laughs> throughout this to not reference him as Paul Rudd because every note I have, it's bad though, isn't it? He looks a lot like Paul Rudd. He looks like, but it's his mannerisms as well, yeah. man. He's proper like ruddish. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a, rud- he's he's like a ruddy-faced weird... man. Ooh, hot take, hot take. Hot and then, take. And then when I googled it and found out the actor's called DB Sweeney, and then I started calling him DB Cooper, which obviously he's not DB Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, the the relationship between Mike and Travis, yeah, is complex to begin with. Well, right? okay, I got very confused by this, and we, we talked about this briefly, Good. because it's set in Arizona, it is. and they're lumberjacks. They are. Right? So there's a lot of colloquial use of the word brother, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. And so what I see is I see two men about the same age. This is one of the opening scenes. Yeah. And Mike is grumpily working on his truck after he's just had a fight with his yeah. wife. Face like a Terminator. And bubbly, young, Paul, ruddy-faced uh, Travis comes bounding up and goes, You're right, brother! And he goes, yeah, brother. And then he goes up through the window, right? Says hi to his this, this other guy's kids. So I'm like, oh, they're brothers. And then he climbs in through the window of a young girl and kisses her and makes it clear that they're having a relationship. And I'm like, 
is Paul Rudd fucking his niece. And it's just played yeah. totally straight. And then as the film goes on, you go, oh, actually, they're just friends. And they're from Arizona yeah. and they're playing stereotype yeah. lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. That, howdy, brother. That yeah. caught me off guard, man. That was right. beautiful. <laughs> that is exactly what it's like. The, the troubling thing for me in that scene, right, is I couldn't tell how old uh, Paul Rudd and TJ Miller babyface was. Was supposed to be. I didn't be. know how old yeah. Travis was. And I'd also, if- And then I also couldn't tell how old the young woman who was yeah. asleep and he sort of yeah, stalks yeah. up to the window. I couldn't tell how old she was supposed to be. I was like, I don't understand this. It makes no sense. Bear in mind, I'm quite young when I'm watching this and I'm just sort of like, <laughs> this might be a crime. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just how they do it in America. You know, different ages maybe. can set in different states. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You mentioned that this film has a, uh, it has like a real human feel, like a heart and a soul to it. Yeah, it's a wet film. It's a wet film, but I think that that is why this film does so well as a fucking terrifying sci-fi movie. Yeah. Because it sets itself up as very mundane and Mm -hmm. very normal and very sort of like A to B to C. And it sets everything in, in a deep reality... You know what I mean? You're very much invested in the small town. It's, all, it's a very mundane reality. It's like, how's he going to make his mortgage? Exactly. Because he's exactly. not getting paid for his logging contract. And The biggest thing is the logging contract. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh. yeah, aliens? Are they in the fucking trees? Like, what is happening? <laughs> but then what it does Am is I watching it takes the a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Great fucking movie. And then it takes a really, really fucking sharp left turn and goes... Oh, he's been kidnapped in a fucking spaceship. Yeah. This is where you find out what aliens look like, why their eyes are so big and shit. Mm-hmm. It's because they're spacesuits. It's based on a real theory that we've got yeah. about aliens. Fantastic, by the way. And then you get this scene of him being fucking violently dragged through this spaceship, strapped to a table, having rubber sheeting, mm. like fused fusing him to the table yeah some guy with a scalpel next to his fucking eyeball well we'll, we'll ripping we'll, his mouth open we'll come we'll come we'll come to that because i i had a weird experience i just watched this congressional hearing right mm. where senators that i've seen talk about things like the debt ceiling of the u.s or talk about trans rights in the u.s for years and i'm just like oh they're just u.s politicians and they do normal shit i'm seeing all these people yeah. sat down and legitimately engaging with, oh, okay, these people, where do I investigate? What can you tell me? This, that, or the other. And really genuinely taking this sort of existence of aliens and UAPs seriously from these whistleblowers. So I've watched that. Yeah. And then put this on, but it's late. It's late. You know, we, we did some, we, mm. did, we, we, we were hanging out earlier in the day. So it was like 11 and I'd work in the morning. So I fell asleep about mm, half an hour into this film. When it was logging okay. contracts, when it was mundane oh, and yeah, lovely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the film kept playing whilst I was asleep. So I woke up about an hour later, having had the most vivid and terrifying alien dream, right? <laughs> Which I've never had before. I'm like a yeah. I'm like a um demons and possession guy. That's my shit that, that shits me up, right? Oh mate. I have these fucking alien dreams constantly. 
Right. So you're a seasoned veteran of of being like, oh my god, there's a there's a. I had this thing where like my kidney wasn't my kidney; it was like a parasite, some weird fucking <laughs> shit like that. Like an <laughs> oh, incredible pain disgusting. in my side. Right? They'd replace sure. my kidney with like an embryo, and like it was trying to get out. Yeah. Um, and it just I just woke up and it turned out I just it was incredible need of a piss. I was an incredible need of a piss, and I was. Oh, too, we was, covered this though, didn't we? The dream. The, do you remember the game from a couple episodes ago? Dream meanings. Oh, dream meanings. I asked what kidney would mean. Uh, you had a dream about a kidney. You woke up needing a piss. There you go, man. There we go. There's things in my life I need to purge. The fucking tax. Ooh, That's what see? it is. All going full circle, man. All full circle. How did your abduction dream end? Uh, I woke myself up. From, I'm really good at waking myself up from dreams because I'm a seasoned nightmare haver, and I used to get stuck in them, and then I'd wake up, and then I'd realize, and then I'd still be dreaming. And so now I've got like a whole system of like looking at my hands. What the fuck do you mean you can wake yourself up? I can't do that. Oh man, how can you do that? Uh, you so I, I teach me after this. Yeah, if the, if shit, I, I need to know. I keep getting sleep paralysis recently. If listener, if you're a if you're a, a seasoned nightmare haver, learn to do the sort of cob from inception regular checks during the day am i asleep am i asleep and is this a dream right during the day and then what will start happening is you'll start doing it in dreams and when you do it in dreams you're like oh no this is a dream if you can't look at your hands and if you can't read text twice if there's like a sign try reading it twice if you can't read it twice if it changes every time you read it you're in a dream and once you know you're in a dream you're like oh i need to wake up is this your whole like thing? Is steps to getting into like lucid dreaming? Uh, well, it's steps to getting out of dreaming. I, in order to get That's out of horrible crazy, nightmares, man. I had to learn how to lucid dream. So I had some ability to go, "Oh, this is a dream," and get out of it because shit was going down that made meant I couldn't sleep. It's horrible. As if you have this much self-control. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to me. This is why I'm the sober one. <laughs> what What made this film? What made that abduction scene terrifying when I actually got right. to it is either side of that scene, you see Travis beforehand and he's yep. the, he's, he is borderline annoying. He's so bubbly and so full of life. I would avoid yep. him if he walked in a pub. I'd be like, oh, this fucking guy's here. He's going to come up and try tickling me or some shit, right? Just yeah, so he's yeah. like an introvert's nightmare. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he gets he's not my favourite person no in the very first bit there's a, the, I'll agree with you wholeheartedly there's a whole murder mystery angle which is you know quite interesting because you're like well how the fuck would you prove you've not murdered this guy if, if he got abducted by aliens and then Travis comes yeah. back and he is like a whipped pit dog it's disgusting mm. how like base he's like he just someone touches him and he just lets out this moaning scream while crying and you're like yeah Oh my, it's a devastating emotional change. Incredible performance, though. Oh, it's incredible performance. Insanely good. But then when you actually see the abduction scene, all of the stuff that happens is given weight. Yeah, definitely. That's, this is what I was saying. So you've got, obviously, a very nice, lovely film that builds a lot of backstory. You've got the, the mystery angle. You see the, the, character, the character development yeah. uh, coming through. You see the backstory. You see the wives, the kids, how they met. You know what I mean? The dynamic yeah. of all the crew and stuff like this. And then you get that fucking scene after being given 
the the very nice fluffy sort of mundaneness mm-hmm. reference point of the first half of the movie the abduction scene seems like a fucking 11 yeah. on the scale of 1 to what the fuck is happening right yeah it's it's almost it's like crazy. it's almost like getting like a kind of graphic rape scene halfway through a Willy Wonka movie exactly it's exactly <laughs> it's that like, it's just it's a, yeah. oh god fuck me that's, that's <laughs> a different a different preconception for the new Wonka film that's coming out right <laughs> Timothy Chalamet mate can't be trusted it's got a face like a haunted <laughs> shoe <laughs> so you've got this you've got this film that's taken us such a sharp left turn right and now you have this fucking abduction scene mm-hmm. on one of the loveliest weirdest guys mm-hmm. that you've ever sat and people watched for the last 25 minutes being yeah. like i don't know what you are mm-hmm. <laughs> then, but he's got such a lovely disposition he's like the manic seeing pixie him, dream boy yeah he is he's yeah, that. yeah but seeing him dragged through this fucking spaceship after floating around getting himself covered in other fucking human guts and yeah. shit goop he gets dragged through this spaceship he gets strapped to a table sheeting put over him and it's fused him to the table He's has his one eye exposed and his mouth exposed, and this is the this is why this abduction scene has stuck with me since childhood. Oh, yeah, they put like goop on his eyes, don't they? They put like milk. No, 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 no. They put goop in his mouth. It's like tree tar, and they just like all in his mouth, and they Yo, ram yeah, this shit true. down his throat continuously. Mm. Dude, cannot stand it because it's metal shit on teeth mm-hmm. and it's food. It yeah. is the literal. The only thing that could make it worse <laughs> is if Dale Winton was doing it. Using an owl as a spoon. That would be the fucking worst thing, honestly. But I'm watching that, and I, as a child, I'm sitting there. My hands are like around my face. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm watching. I just know that I really, really don't like it. And it's the whole fucking needle going for the Mm -hmm. eye. Like, I've not got much, I've not got any problem with like eyes or needles per se in movies, but the milky shit that they flood his eyeball with. Yeah. Way too far. Mm, Way too far. <laughs> it, is, yeah, it just right? gets yakulted in the eye. Honestly. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, God, can you imagine having milk in your eye? Now, as an adult vegan, I'm like, oh, God, mm. that poor cow. <laughs> I mean, it's male privilege, though, to complain about getting a milky substance in your eye. Being like, can you imagine anything as bad? Male privilege, mate. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but that's why this fucking scene has stuck with me as a kid. And it literally... I can watch it now yeah. 10 times in a row and on the 10th time I will still get goosebumps. Yeah. I will still fucking struggle to sleep that night. It's awful. I think you watched you watch this film at the right age as you did and you either come away terrified of aliens or you come mm-hmm. away with a vacuum shrink wrap kink which exists. Does it? Yeah, those tables where people get all sucked out. You can get a cute... <laughs> don't ask me why I know this. Well, Yeah, the re- yeah, yeah the of re- course, of course. The reason I know this is because I find this shit hilarious, right? I remember in uni, right. I'd always find like Jar Squatter and stuff like that. I'd be like, look at this, right? Yeah, you were the arsehole. Yeah, yeah. You, this is why we didn't get on, because you used to show people <laughs> shit like Jar Squatter. <laughs> uh, don't Google that. Um, no, don't. There's a, there's, a, there's a cube you can climb into, right? That's covered in stretchy balloon material. And then right. in one corner, there's a there's a slot for a vacuum uh, <laughs> connector. And then literally, it will suck all the air out of the cube, so you're just stuck there. And then you get rolled just around. what is your search history? Mate, just my search is, history is a is fucking it? war zone, because it's full yeah, of I can hilarious imagine. shit like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The 
fucking the Google employees, right? When they just <laughs> there must just be sort of like a cache. Oh yeah, of mate. your search history where the personalized ads are so niche <laughs> that they have maybe six companies that can do ads specifically for you now. My goal is to make sure that I never have one NSA agent for too long. I just want, after six months right. or so, I want them to be like, I need to get transferred. It's too much. Because this guy yeah. is fucking, fucking I with I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. go home and yeah, hug yeah, my yeah, wife. Yeah. I can't stand yeah, reading yeah, what this yeah, guy's yeah. typing anymore. Do you know what I really appreciated about it? Getting back to the film. Do you know what I really appreciate about this film in that first 25 minutes? Mm-hmm. Is the dynamic that happens with Mike, Travis, the abductee's mate, who sees yeah. the, Mike sees the abduction. They all do. And the initial third of the movie is the problem of this sort of murder mystery vibe where even yeah. I as a viewer don't know if the what they're saying is the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it adds this kind of x files I mean, it's 1993, but but I think that's why oh that's... Oh, my God. But it's got that... Yeah, do you remember 100... season one and two of the X-Files where it was like more of a variety yeah, show? Yeah, I'm watching them now. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm in season two of X-Files right now, and in my notes... And sometimes it's a werewolf, sometimes it's a slugman. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's a clown, a fucking sideshow from the circus who eats locusts. Love you know it. what I mean? Totally. Oh, the geek. Yeah, yeah the geek. Yeah, see? Hell yeah. I Great episode. That. Dude. Unlocked a memory. I've got this exact sentence in my notes. I've right. literally put, this movie is so rare. It's a sci-fi murder mystery full of human drama, not too dissimilar from The X-Files. <sighs> because is it is work. literally... It really is, man. It is. <laughs> Who would be Mulder and Scully out of you and me, though? Uh, you're hotter than I am, so you'd be Scully. Yeah, but you're more logical. But you're also funnier than me, so you'd be I Mulder. I think I'm further gone than you. I think we, we take turns. Yeah, yeah we'd yeah. switch it out. We'd, we'd switch, switch it out. around. I think sometimes when I when we get into conversations about the alien shit, I'm further gone. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yeah. further on the scale of like, I've been a believer for fucking years. Yeah. So I'll... I've got the poster of I want to believe on my wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm searching for my little sister that was abducted. <laughs> but also sometimes you put on a red wig and wear dresses. So Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we take yeah. turns. We take turns. Yeah, man. I See? I found the emotional change in Travis heartbreaking. And it Fucking I've got diabolical. I've got a, a I've got a caveat about this film mm-hmm. and how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it will come from if I can't go there because that's for later. I've got a caveat about this film, which I'll come back to, but I think okay. there's an analogy in this. He gets abducted non-consensually. He does. Some awful shit happens to him. Can you get abducted consensually? Uh. I mean, let us know on Discord or in the comments, gang, because <laughs> I, I don't want to call the, that one. It's in the title, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, no, that's a smart answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't incriminate yourself. Yeah, exactly. My Google search history is already fucked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, there is a case of one woman who was abducted consensually uh, because there, this is in Germany. The police got, this isn't a joke, it's a true story. Uh, the police got <laughs> called having seen a woman getting bundled into the back of a van. And they had the right. license, they called in, they had the license plate of the van, the description of it, everything that like, went on the motorway. Police flagged the vehicle down and they found it like half an yeah. hour later. They get in the back, she's in full lingerie, 
and furious because she'd paid these two blokes to act out a fantasy for her, like four oh grand each. <laughs> and it got foiled by the And it got by foiled the by the cops thinking it was a real abduction. I mean, well done to the cops for doing their job, but right. also cock you're, you're down like Absolute yeah, cock massive blocker. cock block. <laughs> massive cock block. You're out like, what, eight grand? Eight grand, for, and you've for made the news for your fantasy that you kind of wanted to keep oh, to yourself. Oh, God. You know, you're now national headlines. Yeah, that's like the ultimate kink shame. <laughs> isn't it the just? The ultimate kink shame just? is the Daily Mail reporting on your kink. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. But yeah, so the angle, and it's something that comes up a lot in H.R. Geiger's work, right? We talked about the Alien franchise earlier, mm-hmm. where the horror of the Alien franchise is essentially, God, wouldn't it be terrible if you could get attacked and have a life form put in you non-consensually by some sort of sex organ? And you're like, Mm. hmm, 50% of the population is going, yes, wouldn't that be terrible? Imagine. (laughs) And the the analogue with Travis, it is proper rapey. It is. It is. There's a lot of... um distress in yeah in the scene and i think the actor playing it fucking nailed it oh absolutely nailed like it. he smashes it in that in that scene because it is it's not just horrible to watch right you can you can put the scene on you can not look at the screen and you just know that it is the most terrifying shit that's ever happened to this person yes this small town mundane mm-hmm. lumberjack person yeah yeah it's fucking outrageous. This guy would probably be terrified if he met an Asian. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 1993 in Arizona. He just wouldn't have the tools to process that. Maybe. Meanwhile, he's in a spaceship. Like, <laughs> yeah, getting fucking poked in the eyeball. Yeah. In his milky, milky eyeball. Mm, Fuck that, man. Pre abduction Travis, absolute yeah. sweetheart. Lovely. Post abduction Travis is all over the shop like fucking yes. unhinged and i think the my... scene where he's under the table like right before uh, it cuts to the abduction scene yeah fuck me man at I... first i was like oh this might be a little bit goofy mm-hmm. and then it settles in and he leans into it and you're like oh no this guy snapped yeah because like because, he's gone because it goes into the emotional damage it stops anything mm. about this film being goofy in the same way that the exorcist's practical effects have aged but nonetheless what's being depicted on screen is such an impl- unpleasant concept that you can't ever really find it goofy yeah it may look goofy but you you can't your brain doesn't engage the humor thing because of how dark what's happening and the context, the context. of it is your brain doesn't mm. engage that humor muscle and it's the same with this i don't think this will ever age but i think that caveat i was talking about is in the early 90s there was a whole bunch of movies like irreversible and Basmois where rape was kind of used as a central They're such rough films man. such rough films and mm. and have sort of become quite tasteless in a sense because They've gone from being, oh, wow, what a bold depiction of something to actually this is reality and it's a bit tasteless to use it in your fucking entertainment product and make money off it. Yeah, I think I, I tried to rewatch Base More not too long ago. Yeah. And it's 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 pretty fucking reckless in the way that it kind exactly. of throws throws it about. Yeah. Like it's and it, I, don't I don't know, think man. it's necessarily like I don't think every frame of that is justified. And if you're going to depict that, mm. you need to make sure every frame of it is um, mm. now. What I think is going to be interesting is if you and I are right, and in the next year or two, disclosure turns out mm-hmm. that a lot of these stories are true, 
Yeah. These are no longer fictional science oh. fiction accounts of horrible things that happened, but these are rather uh, dramatizations. Intergalactic base moi. Is this going to be inter- intergalactic base moi? Because oh my God. it certainly shows the emotional impact of something like that. And I wonder Fuck. if this film ages in any way, is it going to be because we look at it and go, I can't believe we made entertainment movies about this, man. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Right? That's kind of fucked. I'm not looking forward to that, because if that happens, and then I have to watch <laughs> yeah. the film with an entirely new yeah, frame yeah. of reference. How it... much of our filmography is totally fucked if oh, that happens? Mate. This is, this if we is do the that, we're going to have to delete this episode. You know yeah, that, right? Because yeah, yeah, we've yeah, just yeah, been yeah. here being like, yay, it's so good. <laughs> yay. <laughs> this is my point. I'm, I, I watched that congressional hearing, and that's why it scared me, because I went, but I love the Alien franchise. And I don't want to have All to right. cancel it. <laughs> right, this is it. I've switched, I've switched teams. Fuck MUFON. <laughs> Aliens aren't real. Get back yep. in the fucking bin. Yep. You know what I mean? We keep put too fiction. much time and effort into this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. keep them stories. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Good. Brilliant. What would the next sci-fi leap be then? Um, I if think... aliens are real and all that shit's real... I can tell you, okay, I'm going to give you the most fantastical science fiction script that I've ever come up with. Mm -hmm. A man comes home from a job that he enjoys and enjoys his evening. That was the end of it. (laughs) Enjoys his evening (laughs) and experiences days of happiness. Right. Imagine that. That's just a fucking fairy tale. I don't even know where that's going. Yeah, exactly. That's not science fiction. That's fucking fantasy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's a a nine hour long trilogy. That is, mate. (laughs) Throw a nice walk in there and you've got Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well played. Well played. Well played. What was the, uh, what was the main takeaway for you in this? Like, what was your main, what was the thing that spoke to you the most? Uh, I would say um, if you see a large flying saucer in the sky, don't get out of the truck and stand under it, would be a big takeaway for me. Or do, if you have the weird vacuum fetish, yeah. rubber ball king. If you're into that. that Rob yep. mentioning. If you like, If you like milky eyes, go for it. Yeah. No, uh, I think fundamentally the... The arc of Travis with his abduction, mm. and we mentioned it earlier in the breakdown, the sort of reconciliation scene at the end, whereby yes. Travis is enti- incredibly fucked up. And then there's mm-hmm. a time skip, and we cut to Travis rocking up at Mike's, and Mike's become a hermit. Yeah. And he can't get over what happened because he feels a sense of personal responsibility for having allowed it to happen in some weird, arrogant yeah, way. Yeah, he feels right? bad for abandoning him. At the yeah. top of the mountain, because obviously when he gets knocked out by the light before he's abducted, uh, they speed off in the truck because they all think he's dead. And Mike feels fucking awful about it. Yeah. And so there's a scene at the end where Travis is in many ways more functional than Mike. And uh, he cracks this joke where uh, they go back to the scene of the abduction to have this sort of reconciliation chat. And Mike says, look, we, we need to get out of here. I'm not comfortable. How are you comfortable here? Yeah, tra- what about if they come back? What if they come back? And, then, and Travis looks him in the eye and cracks a little smile. He goes, ah, I don't think they like me that much. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's, it's this wonderful thing of like, oh, shit, he's recovering. As bad yeah. as it got, you see how bad it got for him. There is yeah. a future for him because he's 
allowed himself the room to move forward, which might processed. Hasn't. He's processed. He's processed. So he's that accepted. Was, he's yeah. accepted it. Looked it in the face. Accepted it as, as this is his reality now. Mm-hmm. There's no going back. There's no changing it. There's no. There's no fucking around. You just you live with it. You get on with it. And now he's ready to help Mike take those steps in the forgiveness and the processing of of whatever guilt is is riddled within him. Yep. Travis is trying to sort of irk it out of Mike and be like, come on, buddy. I'm the one that got fucking fingered by aliens with a milky eye. <laughs> yep. A thousand percent. You can get over fucking driving a little bit away and then coming back to check on me. You can get over percent. it. So that was, I think that... Also, I've knocked up your sister twice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that was my main takeaway. My second takeaway is that there's an actor in this. The guy who plays Mike. Yeah. Who is incredible absolute fucking genius and then i got to the end of the film and realized i'd seen him before in a film that i've watched hundreds of times Mm -hmm. terminator 2 yeah he plays the t-1000 in terminator 2 yeah he was the reason that i had nightmares for like a year really the t-1000 gets you dude the bit where he's chasing after the the car with the fucking like little golf putters for hands (laughs) and then he like he like jams him in the car (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. watch the film again tell me they're not golf putters okay yeah no i i (laughs) I hear you so running after the car with a little golf putter hands fucking Mm -hmm. jamming him in the in the the boot of the car or the trunk of the Mm -hmm. car uh that was a reoccurring nightmare i had for about a year when i was eight or nine except for it wasn't robert Robert Patrick, it was my dad. So Ooh, interesting. I didn't really want to untangle that web. Yeah, let's let's kind of let skip that over that one. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> my dad played golf, and he has putter hands. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I was shocked that Robert Patrick uh, mm. is able to display sort of shock and anger and shame and confusion all at the same time. Yeah. In the same line of dialogue. He's desperately embarrassed that he left his friend there. Yeah. But also angry that anyone would question his account, but also sad that he missed his mate. And just just displaying an acting range that obviously James Cameron did not want him to have as the T-1000. Yeah. That was literally like, you move a fucking eyebrow and you're fired. Right? You move one iota of that face and you're out. All right, buddy. Now walk through those prison bars. (laughs) (laughs) Which he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very method. Yeah, yeah. True story. Can you imagine being so good an actor that you can walk through prison bars? Okay, seriously. Yeah. Can you imagine being so good an actor that you can be... You can show the range that you show in this film, and your most popular and famous work is one in which you are not allowed to act. Can you imagine (laughs) the talent blue balls that that poor man must be experiencing? Oh, man. He got actor edged, right? The exactly. Fucking, yeah, he's creatively edged the entire way through T two. Oh my god, he absolutely did. Do you know what else is <laughs> fucked? What? This is all based on a true abduction account, right? From tra- from the real Travis Walton. Okay, is it because, like we said, I'm, yes. I'm not doing as much research on these because I like you telling me, but I I did okay. I did sneak that some of this is not what happened to Travis Walton. Some of this has been okay. Hollywoodized. 
Yes, it has to have been. I mean, because Robert Patrick wasn't present for the real abduction, oh, so they okay. had to make that a little bit Hollywood. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. I know, I thought the same too. I was like, holy shit, this documentary's cool. This oh, dude yeah. just hangs out with the, the T2 in his spare time and cuts <laughs> down trees and shit. Um, would you like to know the real story from Travis's mouth and then a little bit of information why people don't think it's so true? Is it because Travis's mouth isn't full of brown, sticky treacle goop as he tells the story? Ooh, that is one of the reasons. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. According to Walton and a number of other members from the logging crew, on November 5th, remember that date, 1975. There's a song about that. There is. (laughs) He was working with a timber stand improvement crew in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Whilst riding in a truck with six of his co-workers... They allegedly encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet. That's 34 meters, Rob. Fuck me, you're getting specific. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm I'm fucking tape measure distances out. <laughs> you want it in mils? I can do it in millimeters. I can't. No challenge. <laughs> Making a high-pitched buzz. Right. Walton says that after he left the truck, parentheses, terrible decision, yes. close parentheses, After he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. The other six men were supposedly frightened and drove away. Yes. Walton says that he... It's understandable, right? Yes, totally. Yeah, Rob, if you get knocked out by a UFO, I will come back for you, (laughs) but I'm gone for a bit. All right? Like, I will 1,000% come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. But immediately... My fight or flight's going to kick in. My arsehole is going to snap shut and I'm just going to fucking... I'll maybe 100 meters. Totally. Walton says that he awoke in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bold creatures. He says he fought with them right. until a human wearing a helmet... I'm not sure what helmet. Could be bicycle. Could be football. Daft Punk. Led Walton to another... Yeah, yeah imagine like... <laughs> around the world, around the world. You're fine. <laughs> Star Wars isn't out yet, but it's going to be great. <laughs> he says that he fought them uh, until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. Walton has said that he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later mm. with the flying saucer departing above him. So obviously the abduction scene that we get in the film, yeah. all dramatised, all fictionalised. Yes, very much so. Milky eye. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So that's that's his okay. Okay. Supposed alleged account. I mean, okay. Of what happened? I just want to say, you said if I ever get abducted by aliens, yes, that you'll scarper. I just want to say briefly, if you ever end up here on a bender, yeah, with three blokes, yeah, who are wearing masks and take five days off work and need me to yeah. claim it was aliens, I'll do that. Oh, hundred, dude, I'm with that. I'm, I'm with you on that, hundred percent. Yeah, I will one thousand. I'll testify under oath <laughs> that you were abducted by yeah, aliens yeah, yeah. in front of my eyeballs, and I'm, I, w- I would do that for you immediately. His story, minus the needle in the eye and the sort of graphic yeah. latex rape vibes. Yeah, I can see why, as a filmmaker, you might go, let's make it a bit spicier, because essentially, be a bit spicier. You went up in a spaceship, got a bit larry. And then was given an oxygen mask. See, what's interesting? A clear plastic mask for me is just an oxygen mask. Yeah. He was yeah, hospitalized. Maybe. There's a, there's a bit extra to the story, but, you know, for time and stuff. But apparently he was sedated with an oxygen mask. And it was it was that that 
Right, there we go. So you are exactly correct. Yeah, yeah. So basically he had a bit too much PCP and got hospitalized and then he was like, oh, it's fucking abducted. I have a hilarious story about PCP. We don't have time for it right now, but it's about my mom nearly getting me arrested through the doctors. I'll bring it up in, um, yeah, I'll bring it up next episode, uh, Dunkirk. Oh, sweet. Do you want to know why people thought it was fake? Uh, Because aliens. (laughs) Because aliens. And also, in February 1964, during a hypnosis session, Barney Hill of Betty and Barney Hill. Rob, you're a recent convert to the MUFON clan. So you, I'm going to send you some stuff on Barney and Betty Hill. Yeah, good, because I'm uh, drawing a right blank right now. <laughs> there are a couple who claim that they were abducted by extraterrestrials in uh, the state of New Hampshire in September right. 1961. Right. So Barney Hill, of that fame, told his psychiatrist a story about being abducted by aliens. Modern psychiatric consensus is that Hill experienced false memory syndrome, in which therapy methods such as hypnosis lead to confabulations. Now, right. on October 20th, 1975, pay attention to the dates, yeah. two weeks before, NBC Network aired The UFO Incident. It was a made-for-TV movie inspired right. by Betty and Barney Hill's experience, starring James Earl Jones. Ooh. Star Wars thing doesn't Star seem Wars. that much of a far-fetched <laughs> thing, though. See what I'm saying? It's going to be a good one. The film aired two weeks before Travis Walton yeah. had his experience, which led... Uh, A cognitive psychologist, Susan Clancy, to argue that this film influenced Travis Walton to present his own alleged abduction story, claiming that there were many, many people who came forward with these stories after watching similar things on TV, and they were instant celebrities. And she claims that Travis Uh, Walton is one of those instant celebrities. They kind of reference that in the film as well with the newspaper headline of like, where did they get the idea from? Dude, I found the, the newspaper from 1974. We don't have time right now, but I'm going to send it to you. It's hilarious. Just read it in like a, uh, hey there, boy. This is my saloon kind of accent. Incredible. There's a whole book about it where he goes into crazy amounts of detail. It's a super interesting read. I'm not going to go into it right now because this isn't a book club. Yeah. But we're it's pressed for time. fucking incredible. I was going to go, in, I was gonna go into the, the Congress cl- disclosure hearings, but I've changed my mind, right? Okay. Because fundamentally, like you said, nothing you said to me convinced me. Mm. This thing convinced me. It's on YouTube. It's an hour and a half of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is you watch a movie, you watch a fucking Vin Diesel movie in an hour and a half. If you've got a a minor interest in the fact that non-human intelligence may be visiting the planet regularly and has been doing so for decades, just go to YouTube, search UAP Congressional Hearing, and watch the thing from front to back. Make your own fucking mind up. I personally found it very fucking convincing. So super fun. Lack of evidence, but it is very fun. All right, fuck you. It is essentially just a guy going. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's definitely true. Uh, I can't show you here, but it, yeah, so I seen it. Fifty p bet he's telling the truth. If okay, thirty first of July, twenty twenty three. If by the thirty first of July, twenty twenty four, he's not been proved to be telling the truth, I'll give you fifty p. Fifty pennies. Think of all the things you could yeah, buy I'm with in. that. Yeah, deal. Yeah, I'm in. All right. That's 50 goes on the... Uh, oh, no, 25 goes on the 2P machines at Barmouth. Oh, there you go, mate. Mate. So, yeah, theoretically, yeah. I could be giving you way more money than 50 pence. Yeah, you're just giving me a good investment at good this point. Good investment. It's you, sound financial advice. You could get a keychain that says Brighton Pier yeah. on it. Who knows? Mate, 100%. Have we got a game this week? Sorry, let me try that mate, again. I, Have we got a I game have... this week? 
No, it was very good, man. I liked it the first way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the first one was better. <laughs> yeah, head out the second one. Keep the first one, man. <laughs> uh, we do. So I've stepped away from the alien stuff a little bit. And what I'm going to do, I found a fantastic thread. Poorly described movies on uh, one of the... I'm familiar with the concept, yeah. yeah. One of the uh, Facebook groups I'm in, they, they, they had one off and it just fucking exploded. Yep. There's some great ones in here, man. So I'm going to read a few out. I'm going to see if you can guess films. Sure. Um, Dude makes best friends with himself and then starts a club. Oh, Fight Club. Fight Club? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Boat sinks, people die. Titanic. It is. Uh, Kids have nightmares about Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It is indeed. Come on, man. Yes, three for three. Let's go. <laughs> okay, you should get this one. Hitman gets stuck with a kid and then he dies. Leon the Professional. There you go. You see, don't understand, Ben. This game is very easy for me. It's very yeah, it's all the easy, easy ones. I've purposely avoided all the horror ones <laughs> and I've gone for all of the ones that are massively, massively well known. <laughs> Thank you, buddy, because I was um, I was really worried. Sorry. I was going to flounder when you described this. I was like, no, 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 uh, I got you, man. I got you. Here you go. Here's one. Some dude's got sharp teeth, and it's this song about someone's sister crying. If you get this one, I will give you a fiver. Got sharp teeth, and there's a and song. It's, a, it's about a... someone's sister crying. We shout an art for cry, little sister. Uh, <laughs> I got no. The Lost Boys. Oh, there you go. Haven't seen it since I was ten. That is a that is a there blind go, spot man. in my filmography. What are you rating? Fire in the sky, bud. I'm gonna give this a seven and a half. Very Super nice. fucking fun. Yeah. Memory has lived with me since the day I saw it. Yeah. The abduction scene still haunts my dreams, <laughs> and I regularly get sleep paralysis Ooh. about dreams that are achingly similar <laughs> oh milky eyes all around mm. uh yeah i'm gonna go same seven and a half i think this is nice. a serviceable 1993 15 million dollar picture i think the acting is hits, yeah. hits above its weight considering what you'd expect from a 1993 uh abduction horror film starring the t-1000 i think it incorporates some clever things in the writing that it, that it didn't have to um that give it a bit more meat on the bones um. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and a half. Four round. Though, right. Hell yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed this film. I wanted to bring something to the table that had like a little bit of cinema to it. Mm-hmm. So it had like the storyline, the character arcs, the human mundane feel, but then it also had the fantastical element, which was more my type, like my speed, which yeah. is the horrific abduction scene. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Time for comment corner. Time indeed. What so just, you got? We just do one each uh, today because we're a bit okay. pressed for time, I'm aware, dear listener. Mm-hmm. I have got uh, Vacutarian. Vacuitarian? Vac- I mean, that's a dyslexic nightmare and I've not even got dyslexia. Uh, Vacuitarian. Yeah, it's, it's hard hearing it. <laughs> on our interstellar reel, uh, just wanted to pop in when we were talking about Christopher Nolan chucking B12 vitamin powder into fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good point. He said, just to say it probably wasn't Christopher Nolan doing any of this. He would have asked his production designer, Nathan Crowley, to do the scene practically. <laughs> this would have involved a huge team effort on the art department uh, side, working out, as well as input from locations and special effects and health and safety. Did this guy think that we we 
just had images of Christopher Nolan throwing fistfuls. Oh yeah, of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Food additive. Whether it was true or not, <laughs> I personally—that's my head cannon. Yeah, he's just there with like a sack of B twelve vitamins, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like anytime yeah. somebody tries to come up to talk to him about something, he just grabs a fistful and throws it point blank in their eyes. Yeah. and then like yeah, scurries 100%. away like like a little crab run in full yeah. goblin mode that i like to think he still keeps some in his pockets just in case he's ever in a situation exactly. he doesn't want to be and like then it's i just, do with the thousand plastic B12. babies yeah exactly b12 and yeah there you go yeah yeah totally or be gone you know what i mean Ooh, vitamin b12, b12 be gone, be gone. so yeah no good point well made obviously christopher Nolan Great is not point. personally doing all of this um we just use him as which shorthand. is upsetting yeah. Uh, we had a message from Timo W. Oberman. Thank you very much for reaching out, buddy. Hey, guys. I've really been enjoying the Nolan podcast, but I have two things of feedback for your. Please, for the love of God, stop putting one of you guys on the left stereo channel and one on the right. Nobody does that. And it's just so uncomfortable to listen to with headphones, especially in loud, crowded spaces. It doesn't simulate the feeling of having one person on the left and one person on the right. It's just disorientating. And I think the Interstellar podcast you switch where who was and now I can't tell you apart anymore. Just put both in the center like any other podcast ever. And just a little second thing. It's Will it's Wally Fister. Who the fuck is says Feister? <laughs> <laughs> Someone To which I replied, Thanks for the feedback, buddy. And when it comes to the Wally pronunciation, Rob is posh. It's not the posh. I just don't want to say fist that regularly when I'm trying to make a serious point because I know exactly what you'll do with it. So I'm intentionally yeah. just going, fuck it. I'm going to go feister because if I say fister, you'll go Wally what? Yeah. Wally what? He barely knows her. How can he Wally fister? Yeah. And That's I just, exactly, I just haven't got... almost word for word what, what, what you would say. Yeah, exactly. You say that. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's that. Also on the audio... Um, if we, if you guys agree, uh, join our Discord, uh, which is like a large group chat, or send us a DM on Instagram. It'd be really interesting for me when I mix the show to get feedback on the technical stuff like that. This guy may be fully right. So if you guys are uncomfortable with it, uh, message me. And if I get enough people saying that it's a problem, sure, we'll go central. But I've also had a few people message and go, oh, that's kind of cool. So at the moment, it's 50 50. Mm. Drop us a DM on Instagram, drop us a DM on TikTok, or um, whatever platform you use. Our, our link trees and on all our socials. There's a million and one ways to get in touch with us. You should know them by now. But if you don't, um, join our Discord, go to our Instagram, go to our TikTok. All of our contact details are there. And please do let me know. Also, follow all that shit while you're there. Please. Thank you. Yes, please do. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I know we said uh, only one each, and I know we're pushed for we time. We did. Uh, but... I only prepped for one. Yeah, no, don't worry. I, I've got you on this one. Um, there's a man. Okay. There's a man. I'm going to read you his comment first. There's many mans. Yes. This, this chap, this chap got six. in touch on one of our interstellar reels. Okay. So, I was sat there, listening and waiting with intent. Like how a small child might wait for a late parent to arrive on a Saturday morning. Face pressed to the window of my car. Wow, this man's a poet. I'd even told the person I was travelling with that I was going to be mentioned in Comment Corner this week. Nice. I felt like a god among men. Aww. But nothing, nothing but bitter, dark disappointment. (laughs) You turned me into (laughs) mirth. 
James <laughs> underscore Miller underscore films. James Miller films. James Miller films underscore Murph. I'm so sorry. Ben, Ben, unfortunately, saw Don't your original this on me. Saw your original comment, found it so funny that he was like, that's definitely going in comment corner. Oh, hundred percent. And then, oh, wait, which comment? It's you know the comment, the bad comment. Which one? The the comment that the bad one. The one about What's our voices. Fucking um, David Mitchell and Robert Webb. Me and you sound like David Mitchell and Robert Webb if they if they had bad colds. Yes, yes, apparently that's we do. the best comment. I can't believe. Yeah. That, all right, pin that on me. That's entirely yeah, exactly. my fault. That is, yeah. What was his name? James. James Miller. James Miller, buddy. Deepest, deep from the pit of my heart. Mm-hmm. I am genuinely so fucking sorry that I forgot to do that yeah. because that is possibly the best comment we've ever had. A. Rob is Rob. You're obviously David Mitchell. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Mark exactly. in Peep Show. And I'm, I'm obviously the I'm Jeremy. obviously David Mitchell, the least fuckable yes. man in British television yes. history. Thank but, you, thank you, James Miller. But, I really needed that today. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> <laughs> but hear me out. Yeah. Mark is also the most sensible when it comes to heating. Mm-hmm. He, he's got it. He's got it. Bang you, on. Stop now. Stop now. We've we've run out of time. Fortunately, he also cooks. Fortunately, we've run out of time. We have. Now I want I wanted to do something a bit different on the way out, Ben, and I'd like us to do it okay. going forward. Some of our listeners. So it's not a moonwalk. Exactly. It's not. <laughs> Fuck it. Because we're going forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thanks, uh, I think. Given that it's the start of the week for a lot of our listeners, they've either listened on a Sunday night or a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah. I always sort of, I always chime in at the end and I cosplay a society and just tell people to consume. And I think what Mm -hmm. we need is a nice message to oppose that, you you know? I think it's time for you to do Motivational Mondays, like Jerry Springer at the end of his show. Fuck me. You want me to inspire people, dude. Look, this is like asking a melted ice cream to be pretty. Do you know what I mean? Just be an ice sculpture. Hey man, you know? we're not in any Inspire. position. We're not in any position of superiority over our listeners. We're just as mental That's as they I mean. are. We're just as broken as they are. And they've given us our time and, uh, and attention for an hour. I think it's good that we reward that. All right. All right, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. You give me your cosplay. I'll try I'll try something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's the social, you know, the social pressure is very much to just <gasps> consume. Dear listener, approach your week like pre-milky eye Travis, full of wonder, free donuts, a cool-ass motorbike, and you can end the week like post-abduction Travis. Shit scared of maple syrup and a preference to under table lounging over socializing in the crowd. Or don't! Who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? I'm a literal puddle. <laughs> <laughs>